What's good, y'all? Welcome to the High 502 Podcast. I'm Naeem. I'm Cody. Let's go ahead and roll the intro. What's up, y'all? Welcome in to the High 502 Podcast. I'm your boy, Naeem. Hey, guys. It's Cody. How are you doing today, Cody? I'm good, man. How was your weekend? My weekend? Well, that's, I was on vacation last week. My weekend consisted of driving home, a nine-hour drive. It wasn't that bad. Being hungover? Yeah. No, I, didn't, I actually, <laughs> actually didn't do anything that last day, so I wasn't hungover, actually. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. But the previous four or five days... Yeah, we're just not going to speak on that. Yeah, I feel it, dude. I feel it. Yeah, he texted me. He was like, yeah, I'm going drunk, jet skiing. I'll ca- talk to you later. Hey, it was a good idea. I was like, I yeah, I, I was like, yeah buddy. And, you know, you just had a bunch of different syllables and, and, and stuff. Like, in your t- I don't know. Your text was different. So I was like, I, I feel where he's at, though. It was, it was a great, great time. You know, I, I do suggest it for anyone who's over the age of 21 to do that. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, when I went to when I went to Florida uh, a couple of years ago, man, my God, I was I was just. Yeah, I haven't drank much since. You're having so. a whole lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time, though. It was a good time. I'm glad you had fun, man. It was uh, I think I was. Yeah, I think that was the week I was off from work. So mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff handled. And this weekend, I've uh, I actually got a chance to slow down and like, you know, watch a little bit of summer league, which has just been lit as hell this year for no reason. That was my dog. Uh, but yeah, like, like the summer league has just been bonkers. So I was like, gosh, man, I haven't <laughs> seen any of it. So I, I actually got to watch some, saw some good games. So it was cool. It was cool, man. That's good. That's saw good. Carl Leak on the bulls doing his thing, doing his thing, of course. So yeah, man. How about Jordan Moore? Was he even playing in summer league? This I year? don't Do you even know. I don't think so. I don't think he was. Maybe because now he has NBA experience in the NBA championship, there's no need for him to play in the summer league. Well, usually after two years, you uh, you see players stop doing it. It's usually that like you, you'll you'll see a lot of like three to five year guys if they're just really trying to claw their way into the league. But uh, I think at this point, he's got a certified spot on the roster. I, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't know. I don't know what his future is with Milwaukee. So. You know, I, I'm always like, to me, it's like, if you don't get too much playing time, I'd like for you to get in the summer league. Just selfishly, I like seeing Louisville guys and they're right, just doing their thing. Right. So, yeah, it's been cool. See, I think, you know, last year, I think I saw, I think it was Taylor Horton Tucker, actually. Oh, he was the oldest player in the summer. He was like 26, 27 in the summer league. Like, bro, you've been in the league for some years now. Respect the grind, dude. I, I remember. Um, no, take your ass to the Drew League like LeBron did. Oh God, dude! He just went he, he went bonkers for no reason. I was like, "Good God, dude!" I I, I remember um, last year. I think Michael Beasley was in the summer league, which freaked me out. I was like, "What the hell is he doing here?" Oldest players to play in the freaking summer league, like, bro, you have league experience. If you really need to make it back to the league, just go to the G League. Uh, I mean, I, I still think it's good to get summer run and and you know. 
Uh, especially with vets like Beasley who kind of float around the league. I guess you want to look like you're a good influence on the young guys. I don't know. I don't know. But he, I know it didn't – I don't think he was on any teams this year. But, but yeah, this, this year it's just everybody's just been doing fast break cradle dunks over each other. Right. And I was like, Jesus, man. You know, like Michael Beasley in the summer league is like seeing someone like Pau Gasol come back and play in the oh, summer <laughs> That'd be awesome. That that that, that Joakim Noah. I think Kenneth Faree might have might have played too, man. I, I don't know, but uh actually my favorite thing about the summer league this year has been Richard Jefferson being the ref. Dude, I didn't know that was actually him refing because I, I thought it was just a ref that looked like him and everybody was making fun of him. But no, it's actually Richard Jefferson. I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. Right. Why? Right. So yeah, it's been cool. Been cool. Got to slow down and watch some some basketball, which uh, any chance I can get, I'll I'll do that. So not a bad weekend at all. Love basketball. Love basketball. Love football. I love UofL football. I love Madden Sanker. I love Madden Sanker. I love the game Madden, which will soon feature Madden Sanker. But that's me getting ahead of myself. But we do have a big-time offensive lineman who is getting some love from the NFL, getting some love in college right now. Uh, preseason All-American Caleb Chandler. I know he had an interview this past week with Eric Crawford. Uh, I know we just watched a little bit of it uh, before we came on the air. Uh, What's going on with him? What are some points that you liked about uh, that interview? Some things that he said. First of all, cool dude. Cool dude. Country as hell. He is country as hell. Right, like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, man, our, our offensive line, we're, we're going to do our thing this year. The second you hear somebody with a country accent, you're just like, yes, yes. He's a big boy. No, uh, for, first of all, cool dude, like really cool dude. Mm-hmm. I never heard what he what he sounded like. And, uh, yeah, it seems like he's got a, an awesome head on the shoulders. He's been here for, for a while, and you can you could tell he's he's got a level of maturity that I think any any team would want. Right. You could tell why Scott's – Scott sending him to, to ACC kickoff, uh, him and him and Malik. And I, I think who, who else? I think Yasir is going to. Oh, uh, Yasir or maybe like Marshawn Ford again. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, mature dude, but I mean, gosh, there's so many points, man. Where do you where do you want to start? Uh, I, want, I want to start on the outside of football part. So the fact that he was a real good baseball player, he, he mentioned that him and Russ Yeast were originally going to. To, uh, think about walking on to the baseball team. Yeah. But then, you know, didn't do that because, you know, schedules were, would intertwine. It would just be a lot of work. So, you know, it's time to focus on one thing. But, you know, just the fact that he was a baseball player, you know, I was a baseball player. So that, that sits right with me altogether. Yeah. But just a multi-sport athlete. Uh, in high school, you know, he was playing, you know, tight end, the D-line, and then finally uh, realized that, you know, on the offensive side of the ball is where he uh, or where his coaches thought he would make the biggest jump. Yep. And I love that about it. Yeah, and he's finally getting the recognition that, that he said he thinks he deserves. And he's he's enjoying it, man. I mean, you know, you, you could say I'm not paying attention to any of the offseason accolades of the – it's pretty cool to see your name up there with preseason all American, preseason all ACC type of hype. So right. it's it's good to see that he's pretty pumped about it. But uh, I mean, should we just get the big nugget out of the let's, interview? Yeah, let's get. Away? There's a big uh, elephant right there from the interview. 
Yeah, uh, like you know, when when you're saying your your offense is, you think it could have a 2019 LSU effect, like an 2019 LSU type of offense. Mm-hmm. That's pretty pretty big expectations pretty, going into pretty it. big, pretty bold too to say that. Yeah. And again, I don't want to take you know I don't want to take all of Eric's points. The interview's great. Go 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 check it out. Um, it's it's a super good interview. But you know, all in all, it's uh, you could just feel the excitement. You could just feel the excitement buzzing. You know, football's only about uh, as of today, what forty eight days away. Yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, we're we're getting to that point in the year where you're starting to think that your team can win the whole damn thing, even <laughs> you know. I've never been more confident about, you know, the football team. Never been more confident about this upcoming year. And, you know, there's just all these pieces around that gives you that hope, that gives you that, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It gives you that optimism. Yeah. The word revamp has kind of been coming coming up with all the players talking, mm-hmm. just the staff revamping everything and, and everybody's talking about the, the impact that coach Satter's made in the weight room, being the strength and conditioning coach coming from, from Georgia and just everybody across the board saying physically and mentally, it's just a completely different team than last year. Whereas like those close losses could turn to, to, you know, big, cl- wins. big wins. Yeah. Like, you know, just going, going that extra mile, going that extra inch to, to get the win. That's been the big focus this off season. And, and you could just feel it, man. They're, everybody's excited. Everyone's excited about that. Everyone's excited about recruiting. I mean, on the recruiting side of things, you know, Pierce Carson, of course, he's coming back home this month at the end of this month, I believe. Yep. Um, he's bringing, according to him, some friends with him. So no, no, who knows what friends he's bringing. Uh, I've been hearing it's been, you know, possibly some DBs, possibly some wide receivers, you know, just more weapons to bring it within this recruiting class. Yeah, P- Pierce has been he, – he's on his anime journey right now, and he's <laughs> gathering his his fellow brothers to go on the adventure with him. And, and this is just the first part of the arc. When he gets here, it's going to be the training arc, mm-hmm. and you're going to see stuff really, really pop off. Gosh, just the, the social media presence is it's, it's growing. Unbelievable. Yeah, man. And with this the Sanker commit, Sanker's almost just as as you know, straightforward on social media as right. Pierce. He's been pushing the recruit the recruitment out. So um it's just everybody's on the same page. This whole recruiting class, they seem like they're on the same page. Right, right. Um Raekwon Adkins, you know, one of the first commits um that Louisville got. Uh, you know, he doesn't really get a lot of love on Twitter or anything like that. Not really posting anything, but he just got a little ratings bump. Uh, he's still a three-star uh, on, I believe the ratings was on on three. But he's now one <laughs> of the highest rated recruit or one of the highest rated uh, DBs since Louisville joined the ACC. That's crazy that on three is actually showing some love for a Louisville. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I hate on three. <laughs> I really do. Like two, four, seven arrivals. Those are the main two. I mean, if you want to include ESPN, but no one even pays attention to ESPN rankings. Yeah, I think Caleb Glenn's like the same ranking as Russ Smith was on <laughs> on, on three site. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, cool, cool. I'm. Football recruiting is weird, man, because they, you know, you could be super excited about this class, but you also know 
it's going to take them maybe a, a year or two for some of these guys to find their footing. And, and that's why, you know, interviews like Caleb Chandler gave with Eric Crawford and, and just some of the other interviews the players are giving out and, and uh, you know, the excitement talking about Lance Taylor's just how revamp the offense and add mm-hmm. a lot to it, how the defense that there's more bodies and the added depth is just adding so much more into practice. And it's, gosh, I, I, I'm just ready for the third to come here, bro. And then just the fact that we're able to keep this team together again on the offensive side and adding weapons, like Caleb said, uh, you know, he's very adamant about uh, Tyon Evans, D. Wiggins, Tyler Hudson, all making huge impacts this upcoming season. Yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, D. Wiggins is apparently – healthy he's a hundred way and we we need that losing tyler harrell uh yeah you know there's unproven talent at the wide receiver spot but um you know you're hoping also marshawn for work and help carry the load as well he's getting a lot of preseason love i mean he's arguably the best tight end in the acc i would put him you know top three he's not two or three yeah yeah Who, who are some sleepers at the wide receiver spot that you think could could I think Jalen Carter uh, is a name that, you know, not a, little, not a lot of Louisville fans know. I think he will get some playing time behind Tyler Hudson this year. Um, D. Wiggins, he's slept on because, you know, he didn't do much in the spring game or spring activities. <laughs> I'm not calling it a game. It, it was not a game. I actually liked it, man. The, the, the scenery was really cool. It was I remember it being a beautiful day, and it was just, it was, you know, it was a decent turnout. I remember aesthetically, like, the stadium just looked gorgeous for that for, for that spring game. It was like 55, 60 degrees, but it felt warm. Yeah, dude. You know, it, it was perfect. <laughs> so you, you got to see some the one thing I liked about the spring game, they did try to put them in like in-game situations. I mean, I'll, I'll take this over the not having any spring games since Scott's been here. But, but yeah, man, uh, you know, he he caught about 400 yards in Miami before he got mm-hmm. hurt, and and you know, you're just expecting to for D Wiggins to come out and and just you know, wait, wait. I'm sorry, who did you mention in the uh, spring Jay, game? Jay, uh, in the spring, oh, I, I mean, I said that D Wiggins didn't, you know do much in the spring game. Oh, I thought you were t- – no. sorry, sorry. I got mixed up for a second. But, yeah, man, I mean, seems like everybody's getting healthy. They got hurt last year. I think uh, Josh Johnson will have a big impact, you know, especially if, you know, we do have injuries in the wide receiver room, which is bound to happen. Yeah. But, you know, if nothing happens, you know, we'll be all good. Mm-hmm. Everything will be all, you know. It's going to be a run-heavy team first, so. It will. But I think just the fact bringing in Lance Taylor from Notre Dame will, you know, tweak that a little bit. We won't see the same zone read every single first down. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll see definitely more passing. I don't think I don't think it'll be as run heavy. It'll still be run heavy, but I don't mm-hmm. think it'll be as run heavy. It's gonna be more balanced. For sure, for sure. Um I'm just trying to look up Jalen Carter's measurables. Uh, Jalen Carter. Um, he's a senior this year, six two two zero eight from the Ville. Okay. So I'm pretty sure he was a walk on, you know, all these years, but he's really making his moves up in the depth chart. A lot of opportunity. A lot of opportunity, opportunity especially yep. with departures in that wide receiver room. Tampering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could say that. 
tampering. And then, you know, Nick Saban's talking about there's no how uh, parody's in danger in college football. Mm -hmm. It's like, shut the hell up, bro. No, dude. I think Tyler Harrell is going to have a good year on the bench. (laughs) Is he even enrolled? Because that's. I have not. I, I keep on looking at Alabama's roster. He's not on the roster, but he's posting. Um, you know, Alabama stuff on his Instagram. Who knows? Good luck to him, but man, I don't know. I, Who I don't, knows? No, I really wish he was on this team. I, I think if he was on this team, I'd, I'd be like, okay, I think that we got almost everything. National championship? Covered. No, no. <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. You gotta make. Uh, let's make uh, some hot takes for this upcoming year. Hot T- takes. Tyon Evans for Heisman Trophy. I say it's. I don't know. I say Malik for Heisman. That's your hot take. That's my hot take. I don't know, dude. Oh, I, I'm, that I'm, might that might not even be a hot take for. Look, real. last year was so bad for my mental health, bro. I'm I'm really I'm going into this year so open minded and just wanting to see just really 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 good consistent football. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, uh, so you know, going over the roster and these recruits, I, I just it, it keeps going back to the same thing. It's like Scott, like just win eight games, win eight games. That's all you need. Don't make this awkward. Win nine games. You know, this is a tough schedule. Win ten games. What do you think the spread uh, – I think the spread for Syracuse is already like three and a half points. I mean, you think well, I mean we've never played a healthy Syracuse team. No, no, we haven't. Never, ever. <laughs> because we always have them at the end of our schedule. We never have an ACC game to start. That's always a tough place to play, man. The Carrier Dome. It's yep. just even if it's not like sold out, which it never is, it's still just a loud, hot, just nasty play. And, and who wants to go to Syracuse, New York, in the first place? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's where uh, Emily Yingsley's from. I mean, you know, if we what? get a couple more of them around, <laughs> but no, I mean. I don't know. I've been thinking about going to that first game up in Syracuse. I mean, I've been to New York before. I mean, granted, it was in sixth grade, and I don't really remember a thing besides walking in Times Square. But, you know, I think it would just be cool, you know, now that I have season tickets, to use these season tickets. (laughs) Wait, do they work for away games? I'm sure they do. I feel like they should. I I think season tickets are just for home. Man, that's wet. You know, I've never had season tickets. So I don't know how things work. Yeah, my buddy does, and we, um, uh, he, he, we're, we're definitely gonna go to a few games this year. But I think that they're just for. I don't think tickets for Syracuse football games are that expensive, though. So yeah, yeah, it is Syracuse we're talking about. Where do you think Jahar? Speak, speaking of which, where do you think uh, Jar Jordan is on the on the depth chart? Number. It's hard to sell. I mean. It will definitely be on kickoffs this year. We we saw that in the Air Force game, or was it Air Force, Army, Navy? Oh, it's one. Air of the, Force. It's one of the military schools. <laughs> That's just that. Yep. But uh, honestly, he may be number three. He may be number four on the depth chart, but. That's only because we brought in Tyon Evans. You know, I think Jalen Mitchell is still up there, number two, and I think Travion Travion Cooley. And Jabbar Jordan are fighting for that number three spot. Yeah, I know ACC kickoff is, I believe, next week. And so we're going to hear a lot more information. And uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be these, these conference, uh, like these, these football 
kickoffs are going to be interesting with the whole conference realignment stuff mm-hmm. going on too, man. For sure. Like, I don't know. How do you think that'll go? Do you think it'll be awkward? No, no, because I'm more focused on this year. Yeah. For conference realignment, you know, we keep on hearing all these things, you know, schools like Louisville, Clemson um, was another one. It was a Florida, Florida school, State. Florida State. Yeah. Miami. Miami, all SEC, you know, possibly UCF. They're not even in the ACC, just a bunch but... of a bunch of people that say they're in the know that really aren't in the yeah. know until something's concrete. I don't think Louisville's in, in, in big danger. It seems like everything's kind of slowed down. I don't think the ACC is in that big of danger, especially if they do, you know, especially if there is a large conference realignment and they decide to add, you know, schools. They got to be aggressive, but I, I think that that grant of rights deal really is like a, a, a beast. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, you can't just rely on that. I think the ACC needs to take advantage of of kind of the, the the ceasefire right now and try to get aggressive. But, yeah, right now I don't think Louisville's in, in any danger at the moment. Uh, they're, they're, it's definitely not like it was 10 years ago where for about two years straight mm-hmm. we were left out in the cold. So How about, you know, hypothetical? Hypothetically, if, you know, Clemson, Florida State, and Miami left the ACC, where three schools, any schools that you think would have a large chance of getting or becoming ACC bound? Oh, uh, gosh. Have you, have you thought about that at all? I know, I know Florida State and Miami, that because that, there was there was a Vegas odds that came out. It was like Louisville had the fourth best odds to make it in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I would technically make that three because I know for a fact the SEC is not going to take two Florida – two other Florida teams. Right. Well, Florida's not going to let that happen. That's still the state school. So you're not going to have a conference with Florida, Florida State, Miami. I think that would be pretty dope. Just, you know, just – I think Florida should just have their own conference. Yeah. Florida, Florida State, Miami, uh, um, the, the, Florida the, Atlantic, Florida International. The Jit Bowl. <laughs> yeah, the Jit <laughs> <laughs> The Jit Bowl. Bowl. The jet bowl. Hell yeah. Um yeah, um it's just a bunch of he said, she said crap going on. Like the ACC the ACC's good. They need to renegotiate that T V deal, but um, you know, try to get aggressive, pull some teams from the Pac twelve, keep Notre Dame. That's really all you you yeah. can do right now. But the SEC and the Big Ten, I think they said they're they're good right now. Mm-hmm. And you could take that for what it is, but uh, I, th- I think we might have maybe a two or three year ceasefire unless the AC- ACC starts kind of pulling some teams, which I hope they do. I think hypothetically, you know, definitely make Notre Dame, uh, you know, all all ACC, you know, every sport. You got to press them. Yeah. Yeah, you got to press them. I Money talks. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would definitely keep the ACC safe. But I think we're good, y'all. I think we're good right now. It ain't, it ain't like when the Big East was falling apart and we were just like, are we going to be in the Big 12? I don't think it's like that right now. No, just... We went to the AAC. <laughs> oh, Woo! man, that was awful. <laughs> Shabazz, uh, Russ Smith being Shabazz Napier's dad. Yeah. Oh, God, that was good. That was, that was good. beautiful, yeah, beautiful, man. beautiful times. Um, let's go ahead. I mean, we don't really have that much going on in football. Um the Sanker commit just, just being Sanker awesome. Sanker commit being amazing. Number four offensive lineman and the entire nation. Uh, oh, something I did want to touch on just slightly, just a little bit. You know, I don't really talk 
talk about the blue team a lot. But, you know, Jeremiah Collins, he decommitted from Louisville like a week, a week and a half ago, something like that. Um, Yesterday I was going through Twitter and I saw that he was, uh, you know, just talking a little bit, not even talking. There's a number one Ohio wide receiver who committed to Kentucky, and he quoted that saying, hmm, you know, nothing major. I mean, that Ohio, that number one wide receiver in Ohio, he doesn't have offers from, like, any other big-name SEC schools. He doesn't even have an offer from Ohio State. So, you know, nothing to worry about. They can keep on getting low-end recruits. That's cool with us. We will now, you know, continue to get high-end recruits, whether it's California, whether it's Texas, whether it's, you know, anyone in the United States, anyone who has an impressive offer sheet, we will accept. Always. The fighting Kobe Keenums. The fighting Kobe Keenums. Now, yeah, I, you see, I, I forget. I either forgot or just didn't know that he decommitted because we've just been getting so much good news and, and recruiting. I'm just like, oh, okay. That's when you know you're doing your job, mm-hmm. right? When somebody decommits and the fan base isn't just like punching holes in walls. Oh, no, no one cared about if he decommitted or not. I mean, you know, obviously we'll accept him in Louisville because, you know, he used to be a, you know, homebred kid, but, you know, his family moved down to Tennessee for his senior year. Uh, you know, maybe he just wants to see how many more offers he can get. Maybe he'll, you know, recommit to Louisville. Maybe he'll commit to Kentucky. Who knows? Who really cares? We'll accept him, you know. That would be cool and all. But, you know, we don't need him. I mean, we were, I never thought I'd be saying this. We really don't. <laughs> Especially if we keep on getting all these um, higher-rated kids on campus. Yeah, has, has the – that I think we mentioned that Pierce is visiting at the end of the month. Yeah. That do you know who's coming with them yet? Or not sure. Not sure. Uh, I mean, you know, just a couple of days on Twitter, he um, he quoted a tweet with um, a couple of guys from Arizona, seven on seven guys, and I mean, he could be bringing those people. Who knows? Yep. We, I'm sure we'll find out by next week or, you know, in the coming weeks. But um, let's see. The tweet says, my squad, Team 2, was a problem at Elite 11, Arizona DBs. Get your minds right. Uh, Deuce Robinson, uh, Jacoby Lane, uh, Trace Spivey, and Miles Lidman. Uh, looks like they're all wide receivers. Um, but he quoted that tweet saying, I think I see a future teammate, which every time he's mentioned a future teammate, he, he's gotten that future teammate to commit. Bring him home, Pierce. DeAndre Moore, Ruben Owens, Madden Sanker, Jordan Church. You know, who's next? Who is next? We got a whole nother round of recruiting. Yeah, see, as a fan who enjoys recruiting, I'm not used to this level of football excitement on that end, you know? So I'm like, I'm just looking at these boards like, holy crap, we got we got these people coming in on campus? Like, yeah, it's 
it's pretty jarring as a Louisville fan to see to see this level of talent coming in, you know, mm-hmm. and and hyping up the the school. I'm not saying that we've not gotten talent in here, but that the typical model's been, you know, you get get your diamonds in the rough from you know the Florida Georgia area and then mold them into in the pros. But it's like no, these are just these are top 100 guys that are coming on your campus and committing. It's like it's still jarring to me. You know, a couple of other guys from John uh, St. John Bosco who have been looking at Louisville for a while now. Uh, Peyton Woodyard, he is a, a 2024 safety. I believe he's a four-star. Um, 6'2", 195. Adidas All-American. Max Preps All-American. Uh, ESPN 300 Top 50 Kid. And then another one, Kingston. Yeah, I can't say that last name. It's a uh, Kingston Villalamu Asa. Uh, he's a linebacker at St. John Bosco, a 2024 kid. I believe he's also a four star. So you know, we're already you know focused on Flyville 24. You know, Pierce Clarkson is focused on um, Flyville 26. He said, never too early to start, hashtag Flyville 26. So let's get my little brother, uh, Daniel, or sorry, Daniel Odom, uh, athlete, St. John Bosco High School, 2026. So let's get him to the Ville. You know, why not? You know, why not start recruiting for the class of 2035? The class of Hey, Chansey Elementary's got some ballers, dude. <laughs> But, you know, I digress. Uh, You know, let's go ahead and start that basketball conversation. All right, so the basketball conversation, DJ Wagner. Uh, (coughs) Twitter, I don't even want to talk about Twitter anymore because, you know, people on Twitter are going to freak out. Fans on Twitter are going to freak out. I'm not going to pay attention to you know, the KSR reports. I'm not going to pay attention to anything like that. I just want people to have confidence. And even if you don't have confidence, that's okay. That's okay in this situation because, you know, recruiting processes are going to be prolonged, especially for top-tier players. But, you know, DJ Wagner, I'm still confident he's going to be a little for Cardinal. And if he's not, oh, well, what are you going to do about it? Are we going to cry about it, or are we going to still try to compete for other recruits? Are we going to be in panic mode? I mean, I guess you could go into panic, but that's class of 2023. That's still a whole nother recruiting cycle. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, DJ, DJ is – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I want him really bad, and I think that he would be a – transformative recruit for our our program but is he a must get i mean i would say so but i'm not gonna make it out like it's it's gonna just be the end of the world and kp success is solely riding on dj i mean Mm. you know i wanted kenny Payne to be our coach because not just because of the recruiting but i actually think he's a good coach i think he's a great individual instructor i think he knows the game by all accounts i mean so you know, it's it's not going to – this isn't going to just determine his success rate or, or whatever here, but, you know, it, it would suck to not get him. But there's other great basketball players that you can bring in that are going to help you win. And, you know, I just don't want 
the fans to think if if we don't get DJ Wagner, then it's just over for the for Kenny Payne here, which it's it's not, dude. It's not like they're you know the the staff the, the staff just offered three four star kids out of the Kansas City YBL event, so it's like he's not not recruiting. People are just thinking he's sitting on his on his ass playing golf, and it's like no, he's not. It's you know he's going after as much talent as he possibly can, and he's going to be getting guys on campus. So mm-hmm. my thing is is to me, nothing has really changed in in the DJ Wagner situation because I mean the last we heard from him, he said I'm going to take my visits and I'm. You know, I don't really know where I'm going to go. And he's he's a quiet kid. I just I feel like all of this is to stir the pot, don't you think? I think, yeah, stirring the pot. I, I think the major thing that hurts is social media. Social media is stirring the pot more than anything. Yeah. Social media. Imagine a perfect world where social media is not a thing. We wouldn't know a single thing. Wouldn't know a single thing. There wouldn't be reports. There wouldn't be this. There wouldn't be that. Social media kills everything. Yeah, and I'm not hating on the guys doing their job and reporting stuff. It's just our fan reaction, you know. I'm not telling people how to fan, but we can't look so just vulnerable. Like, we're just going to all be destroyed if DJ goes to Kentucky. Like, the Yum Center is going to burn down. It's like, no, man. Like, we're going after really good players. right. right. And he I'm, hasn't even coached his first game yet. Man. Maybe he wants to see that. What if DJ comes to Louisville Live? You, you know, never know. Louisville Live is still happening. That's going to be a huge recruiting weekend for us. And even, even if we don't, you know, land him right now, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that he's signed to Kentucky. Signing day isn't until what? It's February for basketball, right? Something like that. It's something like that. February, March, some sometime around there. Signing day isn't until, you know, another eight, nine, ten months. So there's no need to panic yet. There's no need to freak out. There's no reason to panic until you have a reason to panic. But if he commits to Kentucky, I'm going to be disappointed like crazy. It's going to be a punch in the nads I, I won't be depressed about it though because right. you know our coach still hasn't coached a basketball game yet in Louisville you don't know about anything yet you don't know about his style you know what you hear that's all you hear but you don't know how it is how it's going to translate to the actual floor against other teams and to be fair that is a natural concern you know I I, I just think fans including me sometimes, like, I, I'm not just Mr. You know, I, I'm always the glass half full guy. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've been frustrated. I, I told y'all how much last year just bugged me so bad to just see the school I love being a joke on TV. And I know it bugged a lot of other people that have been fans longer than I've than I've been. So I understand that the pessimistic nature, sometimes and like the whole, it's everybody's out to get me kind of thing, because it's, it's tough to not be like that after what's been going on. But, you know, my whole mindset is I, I'm just I, I don't want to be arguing with Louisville mm-hmm. fans. I, I don't I don't I don't want to have to just keep defending. I want if we win, if we win a game and we get a or we get a good player, hell yeah, sweet, let's go. Or if we lose a game, you know, I want to talk about hey, how can we fix this? Or if we lose a recruit, it's like okay, who's next? Like I want it to be like that. I want Louisville fans to go back to being for us to be like, okay, I dare you to to pick Kentucky. Like I I, I dare you. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 uh, like 
us against the world. Like, I wish, hopefully, we can get back to that gang mentality soon. And it's not only our fans freaking out over news coming out from, you know, Kentucky media. It's also our fans freaking out over what other Kentucky fans are saying. Other blue team fans are saying. Why, as local fans, are we worried about what other people say who are not local fans? Are we so? I don't understand it. I don't understand. If I see, you know, a Kentucky fan post on Twitter or something like that, okay, cool. Cool. You can still have that confidence. And even if you don't have that confidence, you can still, you know, have that want of DJ Wagner to be at your school. I don't care about Kentucky media. They don't know any more than Louisville media. Like, well, just the, the people that matter that, that that actually went to Spain to 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 cover the recruitment. It's like nothing's really really changed. Just some some rumblings, mm-hmm. but that's, that's normal. They coaches don't even get to talk to recruits on those trips. They're just there. They're just watch, watching basketball and enjoying their trip in, in Spain. Does it matter who shows up? Maybe. Maybe it does. You know, maybe, you know, it is for relationships. But, but in my opinion, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who, who went to Spain, who didn't go to Spain. Oh, well. Cal just stopped by, too. He didn't just go there to see DJ. He had something going on in Europe, and he just stopped by to check him out. Mm-hmm. Like So it wasn't like he... Just flew out there to, to go see DJ, you know, one last push. It's like, I'm going to stop by. I'm going to stop by. It yeah. was just there. Yeah. And if for everybody that thinks DJ is just going to do a hard commit out of nowhere and blindside people, it's like he's known Kenny and, and obviously Milt his entire life. I, he's not the, I don't think he's the type of kid to just boom Kentucky and just not tell anybody on the Louisville side about it. I don't think that that's how he's – He's operating. Um, we'll see. We'll see. So, yep. If something happens to, you know, one of the points that we're saying, sure, you can ridicule ridicule us. Oh, well. But it's just me having that type of confidence. That's just the type of person I am. I'm a very confident person. Whether I'm talking about global football, whether I'm talking about global baseball, whether I'm talking about global basketball, whether I'm talking about freaking global swimming and diving volleyball any sport anything not even just global related just anything in life i'm a confident person so i'm going to be like this there's no need to freak out and i'm not gonna freak out until you know other notable people freak out yep so i don't know we could talk about the the guys that this the you know the guys that are actually saying they've got great relationships with the staff i mean the staff isn't just sitting on their butt not recruiting i mean you know i thought danny manning and nolan they went to the the kansas city ybl event mm-hmm. and i mean we offered three dudes there right um shoot um any one of those guys interest you at all have you heard of any of them you got jp estrala el marco jackson robert wright or no not robert wright wasn't there no i'm sorry curtis williams yeah curtis williams have you heard of any of the, any of them I've heard of J.P. Estrella, but that's it. Could you tell me about um, Jackson and Williams? Oh, man. Well, Estrella, like, I, I, I saw him first, dude. The thing that gets me is he doesn't look like it, but he's extremely quick-footed. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I wrote down 
much more athletic than I thought. Quick footed with a great touch <laughs> around the basket, like big, big white dude. He's got a body that can definitely put on a lot of muscle, right. which excites me. But um, yeah, just one of those dudes. He looked like he would have the Gabe level mo- mobility, but you watch his tape and it's just like, holy crap, the dude's got a quick burst to the rim. So right. I like him. That's an interesting prospect. Uh, Almarco Jack- Jackson is just like, uh, he's just a freakishly athletic guard, dude. Like, have you seen any of his tape at all? I have seen a little bit. Yeah, just a big muscled up guard he's fast as hell i put yeah tight handle he's got a crazy ability to create space which i like a lot too Mm -hmm. um and you just watch his tape uh downhill guy can get to the rim i love him and oh sorry i thought you were about to say something no no hey yeah curtis williams big big wing about six six you know tight handles he's quick footed but you know type of guy you could tell once he loses a little bit of that baby high school weight you know Mm -hmm. he's gonna be really explosive but it seems like Kenny Payne and the staff are going after a lot of well-rounded guys, just basketball guys, you know. Um, and there's also some rumblings about Aaron Bradshaw, too. It's like Aaron Bradshaw, yeah. We thought he was a instant Kentucky commit, you know. But still, nothing's happening. Kenny Payne came lurking. He came lurking. No one Smith came lurking. Danny Manning, Josh Jamison, they came lurking. You know, maybe, you know. Maybe we'll see something in the coming weeks. I mean, we or you know, we heard last that you know he was supposed to be committing soon, and we thought that soon would have happened, you know, a couple weeks ago with Kentucky. But see, you don't know. You never know with high school recruiting. Why don't we make that a narrative? How could, uh, Kentucky target not committed? What's going on? It, we're not gonna make it a narrative because there's no need to make it a narrative. There's no need to put fear. And other fan bases, just like other fan bases put fear in our fan base. I still think he's a Kentucky lock, but that's interesting that for a kid that was supposed to commit pretty fast, he was like, oh, I think I'll wait a little bit. And Kenny Payne went and saw saw every game that he played mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks. So Maybe, maybe uh, Pierce Clarkson is talking to him. Caleb Glenn. Caleb we Glenn know too. Caleb Glenn is, but, you know, maybe Pierce. Yeah, so <laughs> – point is the staff is is creating a, a net they're casting a net you know aj johnson looks like louisville's in the driver's seat for him the california kid mm-hmm. i love his game uh the three that i just mentioned like uh, uh, just a lot of really well-rounded basketball players and you're starting to hear some rumblings about potential duke flip maybe a couple I mean, duke flips maybe you know one of my favorites that I've heard already was Mackenzie Mbako. I love his game. Oh, dude, I do too. I'm in love with his game, but yeah, you heard you know before Nolan Smith even got the job at Louisville that if he got the job at Louisville, then you know a couple guys at Duke may be you know maybe following him, maybe maybe not. You know, Nolan said himself that he wasn't actively recruiting any guys already committed to Duke. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the Duke guys aren't talking to him. And nothing's happened yet. Just some some rumblings. You know, you can, you know, I know message boards are the most toxic thing out there sometimes, but you do get some really <laughs> cool information from some really cool people. Love and, message know, boards. Definitely, definitely here. And you know, keep keep an eye out. Keep right. an eye out. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. I, I think it's. I think when the next commit drops, I think it's going to be a snowball. Mm-hmm. You know, I think once once that, you know, that band-aid gets ripped off, you're going to start to see over the next couple of months a few more. Uh, 
DJ might not be the first commit. Like I said, I, I'm in love with that AJ Johnson kid, man. That 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 springy six five guard that mm-hmm. that could just that that's just got bunnies, dude. Like, I, give me that. We need just pu- just some straight up athleticism on this team. Yeah, I'm not even worried about 2024 yet. But I mean, 2024 would be beautiful. But how about we bring in a couple more 2023 kids first? Isn't AJ Johnson 23? He's 24. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> oh well. Oh, well, that's it. Still, though, bring him in. Bring him in. Um, I'm just going to make sure. No, he's 23. He is? Yeah, he's 23. Since when? Is that the same AJ Johnson? Mm-hmm. Class of 2023. Oh, so this entire time I thought he was a class of 24. Oh, well, yeah, there it is. <laughs> All right, well. Bring AJ home. Come on, Pierce. Ignore uh, ignore anything that I've said about AJ Johnson. <laughs> yeah. So stuff is happening. Uh, maybe Fabio gets added to the team this week. But yeah, as we're recording, like uh, nothing's changed with the Duke side. Nobody's decommitted yet for twenty three. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like maybe we keep an eye out. Um, but yeah, the team's not like the, the staff isn't anti nil. They're not not recruiting and can we just get the anti nil thing out of the way real quick yeah like 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 Sidney curry isn't driving a big beautiful ass jeep (laughs) and he's not using his nil money with planet fitness or or whoever he's with else to 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 do camps or that brandon huntley hatfield doesn't sign a like two nil deals or that kamari lands doesn't have an nil deal like can we just get rid of that narrative look kenny Payne has never been against nil he just like we say over and over again, he just doesn't want to be want it to be the number one thing when talking to a recruit, or it can be the number one, thing, but not the first thing mentioned when talking to a recruit. I don't think top twenty kids really care about NIL that much because they want to go to the NBA. Mm-hmm. Their first quit. That's why you see a lot of kids go to 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 smaller schools because it's like if you, you know. The run of the tournament's important when it comes, but it, a lot of these guys are like, "Hey, if you got nice stuff and you're a good coach, and you can get me to the NBA, I'm going to come to you." You know, so that I don't think these top twenty kids are too concerned about just making a quick twenty thousand dollars or whatever. Uh, and I think that that might have been the problem that Kenny Payne ran into this year. I, I think he might have missed out on a couple of grad transfers, but you know, a lot of the guys that want the instant NIL bag that mm-hmm. you know college is probably it for them that's all they got you know they'll they'll probably go overseas and make some really good money too but for all they know college could be the last thing that they do in basketball so why not make this bag but the guys that he's recruiting they they want to be pros like nba pros and they don't care about that some change it's like make me good at basketball make me millions you know and that's what kenny Payne said he wants dream chasers he wants dream chasers and he'll get those dream chasers whether they're top five recruits or whether they're, you know, still high-end four-star, high-end or, a, you know, low five-star. Oh, well, we will yeah. get those guys. It, it you just got to be patient. I do understand that there's not been a lot of news coming out of the basketball side. You're just, you know, you hear stuff about practice and how those early workouts are going and you see some recruiting boards and that the, you know, I, I get that we really want that commit to happen soon. Um, but let's just, just wait it out. It, it, it ain't a problem until it becomes one. I don't think it's a problem. I, I don't think it's a problem yet. Right. Right. 
maybe some of these guys want to see Kenny Payne coach first. That's a that's a normal thing to want to to want to do is see how he coaches a game. Like, what's your philosophy? Like, what do you do best that could benefit me? Um, don't, don't be surprised if you know kids like Aaron Bradshaw, DJ Wagner don't commit until you know October. I mean. If they wait that long, wait till October, November, whatever, shit, <laughs> shit. It's a big decision. It's a big decision. Like, this is a decision that will affect the rest of their lives. Yeah, and football season starting, too. That's when you're going to see a lot more visits happening. Mm-hmm. So let's just – let's let's chill, guys. It's going to be – it's going to be okay. Everything will be all good. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's just basketball, nothing too – crazy going on you're seeing a lot of images from the workouts i'm loving what i'm i'm seeing uh yeah man it's just i'm i'm, I'm ready i'm ready for the for sports I'm, ready right. for sport. I'm i'm just ready for sports to be back college sports are my favorite sports to watch i'm ready nfl preseason starts in what two weeks three weeks and soon think about it we're gonna have thursday night football friday night football saturday football NFL Sunday football, Monday night football. The XFL next year? The XFL. We're going to have a whole whole lot going on. A lot going on, and I can't wait one bit. Yeah, that's pretty much all I got on basketball, man. Nothing nothing too crazy. So, Well, I mean, we got a little bit going on on the baseball side of things. Um, you know how Louisville got knocked out of Super Regionals after, you know, surprisingly making it to regionals you know their teams their team was up and down all season you know there are questions about the pitching staff there's questions about the offense um well actually no that's a lot there's never a question about the offense but uh you know we have a couple guys leaving this upcoming season projected you know everyone could return if they wanted but uh Projected uh, key departures per Baseball America. Uh, you know, we got third baseman Ben Metzinger. He will enter the draft same with starting pitcher Jared Poland, who started his career mostly at playing second base or middle infield, but also getting some pitching. Uh, closer Michael Persecki and our catcher Dalton Russian. Um, but the guys who could make a return and are likely to make a return Ooh, Louisville right now is ranked preseason number four, and that's behind Tennessee, LSU, and Stanford. All right, the key returners. Let, let me tell you about them. We got Logan Beard, All American second baseman. We got Isaac Humphrey, outfielder. We got shortstop Christian Napchak. We got a uh, relief pitcher Tate Keener. We got outfielder Cameron Masterman. Will he make a return? Who knows? We really don't know yet. Cameron said, you know, after he hit that home run, that he may have played his last game in Jim Patterson. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe we get Cameron Masterman back for another year. Me personally, I don't think we will, but it would be great to have him back. Uh, Jack Payton. Riley Phillips and Levi Usher. Louisville's got to have a good baseball team if everybody returns. Plus, they're adding Corbin Dickerson, outfielder, number 188 in the country. He's from 
Trinity right here in Louisville, adding uh, Ethan Patera, the number 400 first player. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher. We got Will Veerling, the number 204th player. He's a catcher. And shortstop Logan Wagner, number 247. So if their top three hitters, Jack Payton, Christian Napchak, and Isaac Humphrey all return, then it's got to be a good season for baseball. Baseball-wise, it's going to be great. It'll be, you know, we'll have much more optimism going into this next year. But, yeah, it's something I can't wait. Can't wait one bit. Well, when you lose as much talent as we did in 2020, it takes mm-hmm. it takes a little bit to, to get back to where you were. And I think, I think now we're finally getting back to the old ways that we used to be in baseball. It seems mm-hmm. like getting a lot of experience back. For sure. How's our pitching staff looking this year? Pitching staff is always looking amazing. It's always looking good. I mean, even this past year with, you know, everyone thought that it was going to be a bad pitching staff. There were times, you know, in some weekend series where, you know, they struggled. But they overcame it once it became time for the playoffs. And then, I mean, we just lost to a much tougher Texas A&M team. But Can we make bubbles at games illegal? <laughs> no. Even me, I was like that. I'm not much of a, a baseball dude, but even I was like that. That's kind of bullshit, yes. <laughs> you know. So, it is what it is. I mean, we got a lot of experience coming back, and let's go, let's go. And then there's one more uh, noteworthy thing that I saw uh, per two four seven sports Louisville women's basketball. Uh, let me find it real quick. Uh, Louisville makes the cut for uh, class of 2023 target five star Chloe Kitts. She's a six foot three forward from Florida, uh, one of the main targets for Louisville. In um, her top six, it includes Duke, NC State, Stanford, Arizona, and Oklahoma. That's a hell of a list. Uh, she has more than 40 scholarship offers on the table, and she made a visit to Louisville last November. She's the number four player in prospectnations.com rankings and checks into number 14th on the Just Women's Sports Rankings and number 16 by ESPN. Uh, so, yeah, she averaged 18, uh, 18.7 points per game, eight rebounds, in 21 games in her junior season. Damn. <laughs> and she won a gold medal with the Team USA women's 18U team uh, that won the America's Championships. And Louisville already has one commit in the class of 2023. It's uh, guard Soleil Williams out of Cincinnati. You hear that? Jeff Walls recruits Americans, not Americans. <laughs> we bring in gold medals. So, yeah, anything else you got going on? Any, any other, you know, newsworthy, newsworthy things? Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield's projected a first-round draft pick. That should be more of a thing on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk no, about that. Don't talk about They only care about DJ Wagner. I think he's going to be a beast this, this season. He will. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, what do you think the starting five might be at this point? Out of yeah, the we, roster we, mostly we set. keep on doing starting fives all time every single week now and i don't mind it one bit uh but i'm still gonna continue with l ellis uh kabari lands uh brandon huntley hatfield Jalen Withers, sydney curry i'm in the same boat it's just 
from what you're here, uh, what we're hearing, or just the rumblings about practice, it seems like those guys are standing out. Kamari Lands apparently can just score the ball. Mm-hmm. And crazy. even, you know, I'll give another possible lineup, and it would be L. Ellis, Mike James, Kamari Lands, um, Brandon Huntley, Hatfield, and Sidney Curry. I can see that too. No, anything could happen. There is a lot more mixing and matching on this team that people give credit for. But, right. no, I don't have anything too crazy. Just uh, uh, another week of guesstimating on basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, football recruiting, we're just pissing excellence. So, mm-hmm. if, if you haven't seen our tweet yet, uh, just tweeted this morning that we will now be posting on Mondays. The podcast will be dropping on Mondays. You know, dropping on Wednesdays, there's news coming out between Sunday when we usually record and Wednesdays. Now, you know, we'll be ready. We're prepared for anything. Yeah, because there's like seven shows worth of content that comes out <laughs> in between Sunday and Wednesday. So we're like, nope, get it on Monday. Get yep. on Monday. Monday. Monday will be the new drop date. Uh, I will make it either 10 a.m., 11 a.m., or noon. I think I said noon. So Mondays at noon, you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor, or you can search us up on the web browser. Sydney Curry's got a camp coming up July 30th. That's going to be cool. Oh, yeah, that's coming up. Yeah, July 30th. Uh, It is at the Highview Baptist Church, I think, Some. You know, I said it in the previous episode somewhere. I think it was episode two. Something like, you know what? Let's stall real quick. You know, tell him about yourself, yeah. Cody. I mean, he's using his, you know, NIL, you know, NIL money that he's making through NIL to to start that camp. So that's really cool. Yeah, keep on talking, Cody. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> I once was a sperm. and Oh, interesting. I think we all We're going to start back from the beginning. Yeah, I think you were about right, though. What was I right about? Oh, the, was it the Baptist place? We'll find out, though. Oh, yeah. Highview Baptist Church off of Fagenbush Lane, 7711 Fagenbush Lane in Louisville, Kentucky. Boys and girls ages 7 to 14. The third and fifth grade uh, camp is 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. The sixth through eighth grade camp is 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, what's going to be going on at the camp, might you ask? Shooting competitions, 4v4 or 5v5 games, conditioning, dribble and passing, individual offense, and team fundamentals. And you can contact Sean Jewell at 270-779-0328 for additional information or questions. So, oh, and it's $75 per camper, and lunch will be provided. So, if you want your kid to get some good uh, good training from Louisville basketball great Sidney Curry, go ahead and sign up. It's never too late. Yep. Anything else? Mike James doing windmill dunks. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right. Thank you guys for joining in. Once again, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Anchor, and we'll see you next week. What?